Welcome to Make and Decorate, a podcast for makers who love to sew, quilt, and decorate. Hello, everyone. This is episode 16 of the Make and Decorate podcast. I'm Stephanie, and this is the last episode of 2018. Oh, it's so exciting. I started this podcast, oh, like five months ago in late July. So um, I'm really excited. It's been really fun, and um, we're just going to continue moving on, moving forward with it. So um, on this episode, I've got, I've got a ton of things to share with you. And um, I'm just going to start with just an update on what's happening here in the Chicagoland area. For almost a week now, we have had such mild weather. It has really been nice for December. And we've had some blue skies, sunny temperatures in the 40s. I mean, it's really been nice. I cannot complain about the weather. So here we are in the home stretch of pre-Christmas preparations and getting things done. How are you guys doing? Are you, you've got stuff, more stuff to do or are you all done, ready to go? Uh, I'm I'm busy. I've got a lot to do still, but it's 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 okay. It's uh it's doable and I'm going to get it done. So I'm feeling good about it. So remember when I was telling you a few episodes back that I reassessed uh what was on my to-do list to get handmade gifts done by the holidays and I took off Um, some of the things. Well, I replaced them with a a different handmade gift, but which was not nearly as time consuming as um, a, a, a sewn or quilted gift. And I can talk about it now because, well, I've already gifted one and I've got a few more to go. Um, Friday, I will gift to, um, uh, some of my clients, but I made for the first time um, Madagascar bourbon vanilla extract. Oh, it is so cool. I can't believe that I've never even tried to make vanilla extract before. I just never like crossed my mind, but um, it's it's really easy and it's fun. And uh, so the... It, you just have to get the right vanilla beans. And I really wanted this to be as good quality as what you get from like William Sonoma with that one um, Nielsen Massey brand of vanilla, which is so expensive. I mean, vanilla beans are pretty pricey. So, um, but really for uh, what, an eight ounce bottle of uh, that, Nielsen Massey vanilla extract. It's like $55. What? So yeah, um, I made my own and it is pretty awesome. So you just have to find and make sure that it is Madagascar. And there's actually several kinds of vanilla extracts you can make. There's a Tahitian vanilla bean and the, um, there's a Mexican, uh, did I say chili? <laughs> Gosh, vanilla bean. I don't even know if I said chili, but if I did, it's vanilla. So um, a Mexican vanilla bean. And um, now I see them making these, um, you know, mixed varieties of like a mixed Tahitian Madagascar vanilla extract and so forth. But um, for my first time, I just wanted to keep it to the Madagascar. And so, uh, yeah, it's just two ingredients. It's vanilla beans and vodka. Uh, You have to start it by uh, steeping the vanilla beans in a jar, 
of vodka. There is a ratio that you do. And then you have to let it, you have to shake it every day and let it, um, I don't know, I guess steep is what I call it (laughs) for at least 30 days. Uh, And the longer you let it go steep or whatever, um, the more robust the flavor gets. So, and then I made these labels, uh, you know, handmade with love by Stephanie. And I said what type of um, vanilla extract it was. Uh, So much fun. And um, the cute little four ounce jars. Um, And, um, you know, I put a couple of vanilla beans in every jar because you could actually keep this going. You can keep adding vodka to your vanilla extract that has the vanilla beans in it. And um, it'll just keep making more vanilla extract. It's really cool. And I kind of like checked on it every now and then over the past month. And, uh, you know, the first few days, the, you know, it does starts turning uh, the color of the vanilla beans, but it definitely still smelled like vodka. And then a few weeks in, it really smells just divine. The vanilla, oh, the vanilla scent, and it just smells like vanilla extract, and it's just so nice. So I'm so thrilled with how that turned out. Yeah, so um, I'm looking forward to gifting the rest of those on Friday. Uh, So that was a really good, still keeping it handmade as a gift, um, but very doable in the time frame that I had. So I have a little segment on what I'm listening to, reading, and watching. And I usually do this towards the end, but I don't know, it's the last episode of the year. So hey, let's get get a little crazy and go out of order. <laughs> uh, so watching, um, I actually last weekend went to the movie theater. I don't really go there that often anymore. Because it's just, you know, the movie theaters have gotten bigger and louder and more crowded. And I don't know, it's just, I would rather just, you know, since streaming has become available, I just love the wait for movies to come out (laughs) on streaming. And I I can like have whatever snacks I want and beverage and have my dog on my lap in the comfort of my own home while I watch the movie. But uh, it's it is still kind of nice to be able to go out. My husband loves Clint Eastwood. So we saw his new movie. Uh, it's called The Mule. And uh, it's based on a true story. I'm not going to give any spoilers out. But um, I mean, it's based on the true story where this 87 year old man got pulled over for a traffic stop and uh, was discovered to be hauling drugs <laughs> for a, a drug cartel. And so um, Clint Eastwood plays this character. And, uh, you know, his movies, he, he's such a great director and actor. And there's always parts, I think, this is just my opinion, but there's always like some parts of his movies where... Um, there are just some really endearing parts. And I love how he captures just the real human spirit. And he did this also, one of my favorite movies of his too is Gran Torino. Uh, So um, that was a good movie. And we went to a theater that had been renovated, and I had not been there since. And uh, it's a little bit on a smaller scale. And every seat was a leather upholstered recliner that when you pressed a button, it kicked out the footstool and you reclined back and you had the nice cup holder in the arm. And these were very generously sized recliners. It was 
So nice. Oh, man. I would definitely go back to that theater again. I don't like the really big, large stadium seating theaters with the IMAX and like they just I mean holy cow blow me away with the sound turned up so loud I mean I know I'm hearing myself and I'm like I sound like an old person but whatever so be it I don't like to be you know have my eardrums blown out with the special effects sounds (laughs) so anyway it was a good a good experience it's um it was a good movie too So that's what I saw recently in the movie theater. I've got a couple other things. Um, I know this is a make and decorate podcast, but I don't know. I just, I like hearing what other people are up to as well. And I've gotten some really cool YouTube um, recommendations from other podcasts. So let me know um, if you like this part of the show um, or if you don't. But um, let's move on to YouTube. YouTube, I, I've got, I've subscribed to many channels and I've told you about uh, some of the ones I've watched already, but now I have discovered YouTube music. So I have been, you know, Pandora and I like Spotify a lot, but they have specific algorithms to where if you have the music on in the background for any length of time, you kind of figure out and things just start getting played over and over again. So on YouTube, I found um, this YouTube music station and you can, there's many different genres and there was a Christmas one and it was all like updated music. Uh, There was some from One Republic, which I love that band and uh, Sia um, just was really refreshing and just different. Uh, there was, I have to tell you about this. There was a song by a group called Home Free and they're a vocal band and they sang the best rendition of Auld Lang Syne that I have ever heard. It was acapella and beautiful it was you could really hear the lyrics and it was just I like I was listening to a whole different song even though I was familiar with it so um yeah it was really great I highly recommend listening to that on YouTube and I actually was so curious because I've never heard of them before well it figures because they are actually a country group and I just I don't really love a lot of country music, although there's several exceptions. And um, I do like, you know, Garth Brooks and Carrie Underwood. But um, this group really, wow. I mean, the harmonies, they're just really, you have to look up on YouTube, Home Free, Auld Lang Syne. All right. And then, um, oh, I've also been watching Mr. Domestic. He has a couple of newer videos out. And uh, one of them is on how to make a um, Scandinavian star ornament. So I actually made some of those. It was it was really fun. It's a little confusing at first because it's like um, weaving fabric strips, but it's not a ton of weaving. And once you make a few, you kind of get kind of get the rhythm to it. So that was fun. And he's got another one that he just released. I haven't watched it yet, but it looks interesting. It was something like a gum wrapper fabric gum wrapper bracelet or something like that. So um, check it out. He's always fun to watch. And um, I like his um, tagline where he likes to spread positivity um, uh, in the, I don't know, craft world or whatever, but it's all about positivity. And that's what I'm about as well. Uh, Okay, so moving on to Netflix. Okay, (laughs) there is a new movie that came out in the last couple weeks called Dumplin'. And Jennifer Aniston is in it, and some other people. It's kind of like um, based on, it's got like a storyline of beauty pageants. Uh, so 
and and then there's an underlying theme of um Ugh, what's her name? Dolly Parton. So there's a ton of Dolly Parton music in this movie. This movie, oh my gosh, it was so good. It's so cute. And um, it really, man, it brought back like a lot of um, Dolly Parton songs that I didn't even realize I knew so many of them. But she has put out a lot of music throughout the years. And these are really good songs. So um, that is a that's a pretty good movie on Netflix. If you have Netflix, I really enjoyed it. Okay, and for reading, I am reading right now um, Frances O'Rourke Dowell's, um, she released a Christmas book, and I down, down or upload or whatever to Kindle, and it's a Friendship Album 1932, and Christmas 1932. So um, I realized that it's actually like, well, 1932 precedes the, um, what she had released over the summer on her palm, a podcast, uh, like an audio version of a friendship album, 1933. Um, and I had listened to a lot of those. I'm a little bit behind, so I still have to catch up on those. But I did start reading this Christmas story. And it's an extension of the same characters in um, her uh, audiobook on offered on the podcast. So um, that's really good. I really like um, uh, it's it's you know kind of you know set in 1932 and 33. So I like period um, stories, era stories. And uh, there's another book. So my local library actually has everybody's probably does but I mean um, I like to do the digital library book loans and uh, the only thing with that is you know some of the more popular books have a long hold like a waiting time for them because there's only so many copies of the books that the libraries have and so um, (laughs) a few months ago I just you know, looked through a ton of books on there and put a a, a reserve on a handful of them. And um, I had even forgotten about some of this because I was like number 239 on the list. So and then these books are loaned out for like three weeks. So it's going to be a long wait for some of them. So one just freed up. And so I went ahead and checked out my loan, and it's called Little Fires Everywhere. Yeah, Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng. And this this book is actually going to be um, like a, a little mini-series on Hulu, I believe, with Reese Witherspoon. So I'm looking forward to reading this book. Um I don't know exactly like what it's about, but I do know that, you know, there's some drama and mystery and that sort of thing. So it looks pretty interesting. So hopefully I'll be able to read that over Christmas break. So if you're on Instagram, you've probably noticed that a lot of people are posting like their top nine makes of 2018 and that sort of thing. So I was thinking about it and for the podcast, I put together um, the Make and Decorate Best Stowing, Stowing, Make and Decorate's Best Sewing Stuff of 2018. And uh, it's it's in no particular order. I just kind of went through this past year of new products, new tools, notions that I've been using that have been wonderful and um, fabrics and other things. So uh, let's get into it. The best sewing stuff of 2018. All right. One of the first things is called the Precision Euler Pen. And this is exactly what it sounds like. It is shaped and is a size of a pen. 
and there's a little reservoir inside that holds sewing machine oil. And then the applicator tip is long and skinny so it can fit in tiny spaces. And then you distribute the oil from the top of the pen by pressing it down and it will dispense a precise drop of oil into your machine. And it's so portable, uh, it doesn't leak, knock on wood, (laughs) Uh, and it is so great. I love this oiler pen. It's, I've taken it to a retreat in September and it's so easy to tote around. I mean, it's like a, it's like a pen and it's made out of like this aluminum. So it looks nice. It looks pretty modern and cool, but it really works well. It doesn't hold a ton of oil, but it, your machine doesn't take that much oil anyway. I really, I haven't even had to refill it yet. And I filled it in September. So, um, and uh, I have to tell you, it, I um, didn't even have a sewing machine that needed to be oiled until about two, three, let's see, 2015. That's when I got my Juki TL2010Q. And that machine needs to be oiled. And it needs to be oiled on the regular in like five different areas. So that's when I first learned how to oil a machine. So I got like this big jug of sewing machine oil. Well, guess what? The oil goes bad. So it will turn like this yellowish, deep gold brown color over time and it's not it's not really that good to use anymore. So when you buy oil, don't buy it in super large quantities unless you use it in that amount of quantities, which you won't. Uh, and which brings me to another uh, best sewing stuff of 2018. And it is Zoom Spout Lily White Machine Oil. And, you know, this is a nice um, size uh bottle of oil but not too big and what's really cool about it is that it has a spout that lifts from the top it's flexible and will bend so that you could reach hard to reach areas like um, down in your bobbin area so that's what I had before I found out about the precision oiler pen and I keep that in my sewing room and I just refill the oiler pen from that bottle but definitely uh, can use both of those to oil my machines. The next thing on my list is cork fabric. Oh I love cork fabric especially for bag making it is really nice. It's eco-friendly, made out of a natural material, cork, and it is really high-end looking, and it's easy to sew with. So cork fabric, and it has like, it has a really nice, um, and it's not a texture, but it's more of like a visual texture where Um, It's not like one flat color and there are many colors of cork. I mean, they, it it comes in like a bright fuchsia or you can get it in its most natural color, but there are variations in the color because it's a natural um, fiber and it's really cool. It really adds depth to the fabric. So I, I really love cork fabric and uh, like I said, it really adds a lot to the look of a bag or you can make an entire zipper pouch out of it or a wallet. Uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be lined. Um, 
And uh, yeah, it's just, it's really a cool fabric. I love cork fabric. So you can get that from the So Sweetness website. I'm going to put links to everything I talk about um, on the show notes so that you can take a look and see if you like it. Uh, they're either all from Amazon, So Sweetness, or I've got a couple of other um, vendors websites to share with you. Uh, so another thing, oh, bag hardware. So I've been kind of like heavy into the bag making this past year because I really love the So Sweetness patterns. And, you know, after working on a few really large and long-term quilt projects, it's kind of nice to just be able to sew and make something that will only take a day or two and you're done and you have a finished, you know, something, which if you have a finished bag, I mean, that is really cool. It's such an accomplishment and her patterns just really look top notch. And um, I'm telling you, I get so many comments on the bags that I've made and I use. Uh, So it's it's just really cool. I like it. Uh, so bag hardware. I order most of my bag hardware from an online shop called Emmaline Bags, and it's out of Canada. But uh, she carries a wide variety of bag hardware in uh, many finishes, and my favorite finishes are the iridescent one. And that one looks kind of like the Tula Pink hardware, her scissors and so forth. Uh, So it's really pretty. I use that color a lot. And I also love the rose gold. Uh, So, um, yeah, the hardware is so much more intimidating than... Mm, How do I say this? It seems more intimidating than it really is. It really is not that hard to install hardware in a bag. So if you have any reservations about it, you should really just try it. I think the biggest, um, I guess, deterrence to it is just that you spend all this time and effort to make this bag. And then you have to like cut a hole through all the layers (laughs) in order to put um, a bag, you know, like a turn lock or something in it or um, purse the the feet on the bottom of a bag. But it's once you once you get the hang of it, you won't you'll be less hesitant to cut holes in in your bag (laughs) to put the hardware in. It looks so sharp. I mean, that elevates the look of a bag like by leaps and bounds. So uh, yeah, I love putting hardware in bags. All right, so next on my best sewing stuff of 2018 is a Sew Sweetness pattern bundle called Minikins. This is a Minikins that was released last year. I've made most of them throughout this year, and it's a collection of 12 patterns, and they are all um, have less steps, Uh, they're easy to make, and they make wonderful gifts. I've actually gifted a lot of them, Uh, and there's actually this one bag called the Zeppelin bag, and uh, I made one out of real leather for my brother, and it looks almost looks like a, a dop bag for a guy, so it makes a really good guy gift. Uh, and along with the patterns, there are tutorial videos that come with it. So this is really nice. Um, there's always something in the videos that will help you to be a little bit more efficient and explains um, something that maybe could not be conveyed through a photograph on the printed pattern. So I I think that's one of, you know, definitely needs to be on this list of the best sewing stuff of 2018. 
There is a, another Minikins, uh, Minikins 2, that was just released uh, late October, just a month or so ago. And in that collection, there's 13 patterns, and some of them are more, um, oh, it's kind of like just a step up in difficulty maybe and uh, different types of bags. There's some wallets and there's actually a big picnic cooler. There are uh, some bags that have clear vinyl used in them, makeup bags. Oh, um, bags with like a mesh that are meant to be uh, like packing cubes, uh, organize your your stuff inside of your suitcase. I mean, it's really cool. So I haven't really, I haven't sewn any of those yet because I, I didn't, um, I, I didn't get them until super recently, like last week. <laughs> so, um, but definitely the Minikins one is a great place to start. It's a good value and they are really a pleasure to make. And if you want something that is a fast finish, that would be uh, something to make. Okay. Hopping on over to clothing patterns. I discovered just in late August this year, a pattern company called Five Out of Four. And uh, it was because I was searching. I mean, I was just doing a Google search on pajama pant patterns. My uh, husband wanted some more pajama pants for his birthday and I just wanted a different pattern from the one that I had been making him for the last several years. And so I happened upon five out of four. And when I put the pattern into the cart and I went to check out, I didn't even realize it is a free pattern. Ah, oh, that was so cool. So that was my first pattern from five out of four and it was free and it was such a good way to, you know, see the style that the pattern maker has uh, in her patterns and um, just, you know, it's just a good um, kind of like non-committal thing that you can do to test out if you if you like the way that the pattern is written and so forth. So, and I did. These pajama pants turned out great. And I was looking for one with a little bit more of a slim leg. Uh, the other one, the pattern I had for the other ones was kind of like that, you know, like, I don't know, six or seven years ago where all these pants were oversized, like relaxed to the max fit. So uh, yeah, I like these new ones. And they had uh, side seam pockets. It turned out really well. Um, so I was really impressed. And I have since been back. And uh, she had a uh, Black Friday uh, sale and I just loaded up on some patterns. Uh, but, but even before then I went back on and I ordered like three more patterns after I had made the pajama pants. And one of them, I think I talked about before was, uh, a kid's pullover fleece pattern that I made with my niece. And, um, it's called the K2 Kids Fleece Pattern. So cute. It's got, um, you know, you use two different fleece fabrics and contrasting. Um, and and it's got a really cute curved line to the front and the back where you use the different um, contrasting fleece. Uh, and so cute. Really love it. So um, I... I really recommend this pattern company and the next podcast that comes out in January, I talk to the pattern designer herself, Jessica Pierce. So this reminds me to remind you to subscribe, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and uh, be sure to listen and look out for that episode in January with uh, Jessica Pierce from 5 out of 4 Patterns.
Next on my list is a wool cruel embroidery thread. So this is really cool. I like to do hand embroidery and uh, I found out about this cruel uh, yarn or thread that is made from wool. It's really soft and fluffy because it's made from wool and it's very forgiving. So uh, if you are new to hand embroidery or, you know, you just um, don't want to have to be so precise, this wool thread is so forgiving because it's fluffy. So it will cover up any like crooked stitch or whatever and look great. Uh, so uh, this one, I actually found out about this when I um, purchased a Craftsy class a while ago. Um, I don't know, it was about a year or so ago. And not even, I think it was earlier this year. Before it really became Blueprint. It was Craftsy. And uh, Kristen Nicholas is the instructor's name. And she's an artist and um, is a, uh, she has some books out. She uses a lot of color. And uh, she does this uh, cruel embroidery. I think she knits as well. But um, yeah, I liked the class. Uh, the class was on hand embroidery. Uh, I think it was cruel embroidery. C-R-E-W-E-L, which is just a type of hand embroidery. So um, check that out. I'll put the link to her Etsy site in the show notes. Um, okay, now I'm going to talk about a few notions. One of them I've been talking about recently, and it is that Martelli Ergo 2000 rotary cutter. It's the one that has the bent um, handle and it's the 45 millimeter size. And I have been using it for the past few weeks. And the more I use it, the more I like it. Uh, it has a spring flip mechanism where you can just flip it with your finger to close the safety over the blade when you're done using it. And uh, it really does um, ergonomically work to relieve the strain on your wrist, elbow, and shoulder. So I really, I really am liking this rotary cutter. Uh, so I, I think that's one of the that makes the list. Uh, all right, and just a few more things. Um, I think back in January, I bought this wool press mat, a 12 by 18, and I got it off Amazon, and it's the Pam Damore um, kind, and there's many different kinds out there. These wool pressing mats can get very expensive, so just, you know, because I'm dipping my toe into this product, uh, I just... I went with one that, you know, wasn't the priciest one, but it was still a half inch thick and uh, it's really nice. I love it. And now everybody's getting these wool press mats. It's just like, it's a thing. <laughs> but I'll tell you why. Because it presses your fabric from both sides. So you you press your iron onto your fabric and the heat, um, the wool holds the heat on the bottom of the fabric and it's as if it is being pressed from both sides. So I liken it to um, the Taylor's clapper. So it does like kind of like a similar thing where, um, you know, when you use a clapper, although it's... I mean, the clapper does even more because it really like could put a permanent crease in in a fabric. But uh, the wood of a clapper uh, also holds the heat and keeps it on the fabric longer when you press it and really produces a very crisp um, press. So 
the wool mat does a similar thing where it just um, gives you a nice press from both sides of your fabric. So I really like a wool press mat. Um, the last thing I have on here is, now this is the only thing on the list that I really have had for longer, you know, more than 2018, but I just still felt like it needed to be on the list because, uh, well, it goes hand in hand with my wool press mat. It is the Steamfast Mini Travel Steam Iron. This little mini iron, I mean, it's, it's like a a mini size of a full size iron. So meaning that it's got the same sort of a little shape of an iron. It's just like smaller and it really heats up well and it does a great job for a mini iron. I use it so much. I take it with me when I go like out to retreats or sewing, you know, get togethers. It travels really well because it is portable and mini. And, but what's surprising is that I also use it at home all the time. So um, it's just a nice extra little tool that, I mean, it's pretty indispensable. So I love that little mini steam iron. All right, and I've just got one more thing that sort of, I don't know, I call it an honorable mention because I don't actually have this um, this tool. <laughs> uh, but I learned about it from Stephanie Kendrin when I had her on the show back in November. And she is a cricket influencer. And she was telling me about the cricket maker. And it... The new one, the new Cricut Maker, has a rotary blade for cutting fabrics. And I just think that that is such a wow because I have a silhouette and it's the same type of a machine. It's just like a brother. You know, there's, there's you know, the three main types of machines in this category. And uh, they are... Um, I don't know, they're kind of like this little mini CNC cutter. So basically like um, a, an electronic file um, is uploaded and the blade just, you know, uh, replicates what the file um, dictates. So, and it will cut, it will use pens and, and do drawings. Um, you can... Um, a lot of people use these machines to do heat transfer vinyl designs that are ironed on to clothing like t-shirts and sweatshirts and bags. Uh, they will also use it for um, vinyl that can go um, on as wall decorations like decals. But what I like it for is um, cutting fabric. So this Cricut Maker has a rotary blade, which means you do not need to put a backing on the fabric to stabilize it. Uh, because on my silhouette, you have to have either heat and bond backing on it, um, or you have to treat it with something like Terial Magic, which is a fabric stiffener so that the fabric doesn't get all bunched up as it is rolled through the machine and the blade sort of drags across it and, and just, um, it just bunches up and just, just becomes a huge mess. If any of you are lucky enough to own a Cricut Maker and you use the rotary blade on fabrics, I am interested to just let me know how you like it and uh, what you make with it. It's so cool. So anyway, another thing to add to my wish list. Yep. So there you have it. That's the Make and Decorate Best Sewing Stuff of 2018. Okay, so switching gears a little bit. Uh, in preparation for this podcast, and knowing that it was going to be the last Make and Decorate episode of 2018, 
I uh, wanted to look ahead for 2019. So uh, a lot of people love to do a word for the year. And I've tried it in the past. Doesn't work for me. I don't like a word. It just it does nothing for me. So I don't know. Maybe I'm weird, but I just don't do it. Don't do the word. Uh, I also don't do resolutions because I don't know. I feel like going into the year resolutions are kind of negative and it's like you're trying to completely change negative behavior. So I like to go into the year, the new year with more of a goal. I like to set specific goals. And last year, going into 2018, I really gave myself a top priority goal, specific goal with actionable steps. So for accountability. And that was to launch my podcast. I started working on the podcast in January and really held myself accountable finally uh, to just to do this. So um, and then even though I launched it in mid-July, I had been working on it all the months prior to that. And I am really happy that I attained this goal. I'm very pleased that I held myself accountable, but I did it in a way that was realistic and step-by-step actions and um, um, I I stuck with it. So uh, that really is what works for me. So I'm going to do it again for this year. And you know what? This this goal of launching the podcast, and I created such momentum with it that I even went ahead and launched my YouTube channel. So this is really cool because, you know, that wasn't even, you know, in my line of sight at the beginning of the year. But as I kept going, um, it really motivated me. And I'm so glad I did it. So uh, this year in 2019, I'm going to continue with that. Those are still goals and I still have um, things and benchmarks that I want to um, attain. But the big priority goal for me for 2019 is that I really would like to design and release some PDF patterns. I've been thinking about this all year. And so um, right now, uh, it's not as specific (laughs) as my goal was last year. But um, it is out there. And I will be working on it. I've got a couple of ideas. uh, So I will keep you updated throughout the year. I, I have actually one specific way that I will do this. Um, but uh, I'm going to work on it a little bit because it's just still all in the design concept phase right now. So that's, that's what I'm looking ahead for in 2019. And I really um, I'm going to keep going with the podcast and uh, just want to bring you some great content and some good guests. And uh, you know what? We're going to start the year out with a bang because in January, I have a couple of phenomenal guests. You will love them. And you already know who the first one is. So, um, yeah. So let's bring it on 2019. All right. So before I go, I really want to wish everyone happy holidays and Uh, You know, even if you, you know, 2018 was a tough year for you, um, I just want to encourage you to hang in there. You know, in 2017, I really had a rough year. It was 
it, it was just one of those epic bad years. And 2018 was um, kind of just like, get back up, dust yourself off, and rebuild, renew. Um, and uh, so whatever you're going through, whether it is health related, um, financial, personal, um, just hang in there and, you know, do what you can. Don't be too hard on yourself and refill your creative um, tank, I guess I could say, with um, with some sewing and crafting and whatever it is that just fills your heart with joy. Really, um, sewing just does that for me. I need to sew. I need to quilt. I need to craft. And it really is what um, just, like I said, feeds my soul. So, um, you know, it's very cathartic. And it's a form of therapy that is just rejuvenating and and don't consider it a luxury. Consider it a necessity. It's something that us creatives need. Uh, so maybe over the holiday break, do a little selfish sewing and make something for yourself. I'm sure all of us, you know, by the end of the year get so depleted because, you know, we just love to make things and give to other people our handmade treasures. So yeah, do something for yourself and enjoy what's left of the year. Um, I really appreciate all of you who listen. And um, I appreciate that uh, you subscribe and that you're sharing. Um, I'm really looking forward to the new year. And thanks so much for listening. Have a great uh, holiday and I'll be back in January, so bring on 2019, right? All right, bye for now.